May your message, Lord God, be heard this morning and always and attended with the ear of the heart so that your will may always be done on earth through Christ our Lord. When animals still had the ability to speak in the African jungle, a story is told of an encounter between a tortoise and a lion. They met one afternoon as both were hustling for food. The lion told the tortoise, You know, I am going to eat you. The tortoise was puzzled because ordinarily tortoises are not usually on the lion's menu. But the lion repeated once again, I am telling you I am going to eat you. As you might know, the tortoise is among the slowest animals, so there was no way it would escape death. The tortoise pondered the news for a moment and then told the lion, I have no problem with you eating me, but before you do, please give me five minutes. The lion agreed, and then the tortoise started moving in circles round a reasonably well-sized area. The tortoise made the grass in the area flat, and some got uprooted. After he finished, he told the lion, Now you can eat me. It was now the lion's turn to be puzzled, and he asked the tortoise, What were you doing? The tortoise told the lion, What I was doing was to leave a mark so that those who pass by here will know that though you ate me, there was a struggle. The mark will indicate that there was a struggle and that I was not an easy meal for you. We shall come back to that story in a moment. Today we are celebrating the feast of Saint Benedict a lawgiver, a spiritual master and father of numerous monks and nuns to whom Western civilization owes its survival during the so-called Dark Ages and that earned him the title of the patron of Europe. Benedict was not an academician. He was not a great missionary or a renowned preacher like the apostles or the early church fathers before him. He was not a dramatic follower of the gospel like Francis of Assisi, who shared his clothing in public at his conversion, and numerous others after him. He was just an ordinary monk, doing ordinary things that monks do. How then, you may ask, did a simple monk who spent most of his life encrossed in a monastery and the title of the patron of Europe. The answer to that lies in the rule he wrote for himself and his followers, all summarized up in the opening statement or prologue if you want to go technical. And I quote, Reason carefully, my son, to the master's instruction, and attend to them with the ear of your heart. This is advice from a father who loves you. Welcome it and faithfully put it into practice. In the world, we know there are various masters, and so it's prudent to clarify here 
that the Master Benedict is speaking about is our God and Father who loves us through our Lord Jesus Christ and who so cares for us as to give us nuggets of wisdom to live by so that we can convert our lives, get closer to him in this life, and attain eternal happiness with him when all is reunited with him. These nuggets of wisdom come to us this morning in the portion of the book of Proverbs that we had in our first reading. Proverbs, as you may know, are simple and clear guidelines that are easy to follow if one chooses to. For instance, the road sign that tells you, no left turn. You can still turn left, but you would be very unwise because the consequences of doing so could be fatal not only to you, but to others as well. There is a key word in today's first reading that helps us to understand it. The word is if. If you accept my word, if you treasure my commandments, if you make your ear attentive to wisdom, if you incline your heart to understanding, if you cry out for insight or discernment, if you look for it as if it was silver, if you set your store by my commandments, my son, if you take my word to heart, if, if, if. And what does if imply? It implies a choice, an invitation by God, a commandment, but we have to exercise freedom. We have to choose to enter into the journey of doing the will of God. If you do A, B will happen. And of course, if you don't do A, C will happen. Every choice, as we well know, has a consequence. The rule of Benedict is in a way a book of ifs, but the first word, as already mentioned, is reason. Reason to the word of God, reason to his commandments, reason to wisdom, reason to Proverbs, reason to the teaching of the saints, reason to other people, reason to your superiors, Listen to the environment. Listen to your conscience. Listen to the truth. Be open and listen before you speak. God will speak to you if you listen. God will make himself known to you if you slow down. God will make his presence felt if we are humble. God will show himself to us if we pray. In a world that seems to go full speed, that seems to be overly busy, taking time to reason does not happen. And yet, if we are to know what the will of God is, we must reason. The wisdom in our first reading today tells us that we have to take God's word to heart. 
set store by his commandment. Turn our ear to wisdom, apply our heart to truth, cry out for discernment and understanding, and only then will we understand what the fear of the Lord is and discover the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God comes to us if we turn to God and open our hearts to seek him. If we go back to our lion and tortoise story, the moral of that story is that we should leave a mark in whatever we do, and more so as Christians. Benedict listened to his conscience and to the word of God and withdrew to the wilderness of Subiaco and later to Monte Cassino, and by his way of life and the rule that he left for monastics, left a mark in the world. Like the tortoise in our story that had set out to search for food and not for death, Benedict never set out to leave a mark or to make himself famous. He simply made a choice and converted his way of life to listen and to follow God and went about leaving his conversion and conviction. It is people listening to the truth of the word of God who have been a great wisdom of the faith and a right in darkness for civilizations since the time of Jesus, hence leaving their mark as people of faith. Benedictine monks and nuns have kept the faith alive by prayer out the crock and civilization alive by works of various kinds throughout the centuries and by doing so left a mark. We too are called to leave a mark as followers of Christ through the example of our spiritual father, Saint Benedict. We should strive to make our monasteries, especially Holy Cross Monastery, not just good places to visit, but powerhouses of prayer and beacons of light in darkness. The same applies to those of us in parishes and in our homes. Our parishes and Christian homes should be beacons of light, irads of peace and tranquility, of love and hope. We are called as Christians and as monastics to leave our mark because Christian living is not always bread and butter, but a life of struggle with sin, with our ego, with the devil. The golden question this morning is, when you and I die, what mark will we leave? St. Paul, in the second reading we heard from the letter to the Philippians, urges us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in us, enabling us to will and to work for his good pleasure. Paul also cautions us against murmuring and arguing, something Benedict counsels us to be vigilant about, time and time again in his rule. Only then, according to Paul, can we be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation in which we shine like stars in the world.
Paul in our reading today is simply telling us that more than just leaving a mark behind when we are dead, we ought to be shining like stars already. We are truly living in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation made worse by the inaction or false doctrines and teachings from those of, of us who call ourselves Christians. Our present moment is characterized by the darkness of racism and hate perpetuated or given theological backing by some so-called conservative Christians. We are in the midst of a disease of pandemic proportions just like the plagues of past centuries with no cure or aid in sight. The present moment is indeed the dark age or if you like, the dark ages of the 21st century. But we cannot lose hope. Let us turn to St. Benedict and ask him to pray with us for this country and indeed for the whole world as we try to understand what our role and purpose is. It is the light of Christ that has formed us and the wisdom of the gospel that has sustained us in times past, and it is only that light that will get us out of this present darkness. St. Benedict urges us to reason, and therefore, before we come to any solutions, or before our sly politicians come up with any more clever ideas of why the status quo should and must remain, let us pray for ourselves and for them that they may reason. That they may reason to the word of God found in his word. That they may reason to the cry of the poor and the suffering. That they may reason to the cry of those orphaned and widowed by the current pandemic. That they may make a choice to convert their ways to follow the true and ever-living God so that the light of the gospel may shine in this land and throughout the entire world. Let us pray. Loving God, let us prefer nothing whatever to Christ, and may he bring us all together to everlasting life. Amen. <laughs>